You've opened the door to the janitor's domain, a broom closet full of wonders. Beyond the plungers, brooms, and unknown items of disgust are memories of the past. The memories you're about to hear are not for the faint of heart. The memories are meant for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Prepare yourself for tales from the janitor. Oh, good. You found me. I wasn't going to let you sneak up on me like you did last time. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm always forgetting my manners. Welcome to the Alaskan Hotel. Did you know that they call this place haunted? I've never seen anything since I've been here, but boy do people tell me things. You like that painting, don't you? There's a story about her in this hotel, you see. This hotel was built in 1913 by the McCloskey brothers. It's Juno's oldest and still operating hotel. When it opened, the owners tied the keys to a helium balloon, signifying that the hotel would never close. When the gold rush came into Alaska, this miner went out to look for gold. His wife stayed in town and soon started to run out of money. The miner was out there for three weeks and never returned. So she knew she had to do something to make some money. So she became a lady of the night. Three weeks later, her husband came back and he was so angry at her that he killed her in this hotel. People say that her spirit stays here, looking to be forgiven by her husband. I wonder how many other stories there are here in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. On with the show. I think one of the local girls has a crush on me. What's that? Helen Keller back in town? <laughs> Man, I'm serious. Okay, okay. So which one's got a crush on you? I think Emma has the hots for me. Emma? The, the coffee shop waitress? Yeah, she's always smiling at me and refilling my cup. God, she does that to everyone. <laughs> Not like she does to me, though. I think you got hit with a two-by-four one too many times. Man, you just don't understand love, do you? I've been married twice. I think I know a thing or two about love. <laughs> yeah, I should take love advice from you. Better me than Bob. Don't ever say that name and love in the same sentence. Hey, 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 lover boy, if you can stop dreaming for a moment, come help me grab some lumber. Sure, hold on. Man, I feel like all we do is run plywood into this building. This isn't a building, this is a city. What floor are we going to? I'm just bringing it inside for now and we can figure out where the boss wants it. Man, this place is really coming along. When does the inspector get here? Tomorrow, I think. And then we can start building the inside of the igloo. Why do you think Mr. Smith wanted to build a hotel out here? I mean, the closest town is 20 miles away. Man, I don't care. I'm getting paid. Come on, man. You gotta think bigger. Speaking of bigger, let's go find the boss. He was outside when we came in here. Okay, okay, let's go find him. 
What do you mean the windows are too small? Well, the windows are too small for the fire code. You see, I, I cannot pass this building for you to continue the construction. How much would it take for you to look the other way? You making the windows to size. Come on, Paul. Yeah, listen, there's nothing I can do. Make the windows bigger, and I'll check this building out again. This is way too complicated. Uh, listen, I hear that every day, but it's not complicated. You know this is going to set us back months. Okay, then I'll be back in months. Hey, Mike, who was that? The building inspector. I thought he was coming tomorrow. He was supposed to, but it doesn't matter now. Clear the building. Yeah, we got to change the windows. We didn't pass an inspection. So what do we do now? We go home. Clear the building. Davis, Todd, go get that person on the fourth floor. Then lock up. Alright, let's go, man. Yeah, I'm coming. Who is that on the fourth floor still working? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, it's probably Bob anyway. I say we leave him then. Ah, oh, come on. Everyone leaves. That's what the boss says. Okay, I still say we leave him. This place is weird without any noises. I don't see anyone up here. Nah, maybe we went down the other stairs. No, no, those aren't done yet. The only way is the way that we came. Well, we had to miss them then. Well, let's go back down then. You idiots! I told you to get the person on the fourth floor. Yeah, but we didn't see anyone up there. It looks like a woman. Today the hotel is still abandoned. Its doors are boarded up and the nearby RV park and gas station have also been closed indefinitely. Now, only the unfinished hotel sits all alone, left behind and crumbling away. Passersby report odd occurrences, specifically the presence of lights turning on and off, despite the lack of electricity in the hotel. Some will pass by at night and swear the hotel was lit up completely as if finally opening for business. But when they drove back to check, all the lights would suddenly be out. Some say that the hotel has a woman dressed in white looking out of the upper windows backlit by the impossible light. The truth of its haunting is unknown, but the eeriness of the abandoned building certainly will give some visitors the creeps. <laughs> Until someone gets the money together to finally turn it into the hotel it was meant to be, the shell of Leon Smith's dreams still remains, decaying on the Alaskan highway between Fairbanks and Anchorage. We will now go into the woods of the southwestern part of Alaska. Someone or something is waiting there. (laughs) 
Come on, son. Don't let your old man wait for you. Dad, you're only 50. You're not that old. If I'm 50, that makes you... Mm, uh, younger than me. Come on, Dad. The cabin is just up the hill. Good. I could sit down and drink a beer. I thought you told Mom you were quitting. I am, just not on this trip with my son. I never know when it might be the last trip. Dad, don't talk like that. Ugh, I swear, sometimes you act like your mom. Don't say that, Herschel. The doctor says you're fine. If you die, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm sure Mom doesn't say stuff like that. Some of the stuff I embellished, but some of it is true. <laughs> I hope the fish are biting this year. I don't want to eat beans the whole time like we did last year. Lake Iliamna should be going good. It hasn't been as cold this year. I hope so. I don't think I could put up with another year of your gas. <laughs> don't forget about your gas. Hey, I didn't have gas. That was my feet. <laughs> oh, Dad! Ugh, that is disgusting. <laughs> oh, hey, there's the cabin. Oh, hopefully it has a chance to air out. Ooh. I'll get the fire going. I'll open a beer. <laughs> Don't strain yourself. So, what's for dinner? I'm hungry. Finish your beer and let's go to the lake. We still have light. We can catch some dinner and lunch for tomorrow. Now you're talking my language. <sighs> okay, I'm ready. Grab your stuff. Grab the drill. I think I remember how to ice fish. Hopefully, you remember how to catch them. Hey, Dad, what are those tracks? Let me take a look. Hmm. Hmm, kind of big. Uh, any, any guesses? Phil, what was that? Dad, I have no idea. Philip, back away, real slow. Dad, what is that? Son, just back away. Dad, that thing is at least ten feet tall. Just keep walking backwards. I am dead. It's... it's getting closer. Son, make a run for it. What are you going to do? Just run, son. Tell your mom I loved her. Dad? Just go, son. I love you. I, I love you, Dad. Come on! Come over here! Come on! Over here! Dad! Dad! <laughs> Dad! <laughs>
The Uruguli are a race of creatures that live in the woodland areas of southwestern Alaska. Stories say that the Uruguli stand at least 10 feet tall, with long shaggy fur that is 4 inches in length and luminescent eyes. <laughs> the quick and agile creatures are oftentimes seen traveling at night, and they are fast swimmers. They're often blamed for stealing fish and dogs, as well as destroying tents. Legends say that the Uriuli are children that go out into the woods at night and get lost. They are then transformed into these beings. This tale might have been started to keep young children in their houses at night because they'd be afraid to go out. Now, should we explore more of Alaska? We're covering places from Utiavik to Anchorage, then to Juneau. This collection of locations is known as the Alaskan Triangle. Fascinating, isn't it? Hey, Tuts, let me get a vodka tonic. Sure thing, hon. Ah, check out that rump. She is a brick house. Man, I would love to put some furniture in her. Man, you are a fry. You wouldn't know how to treat a woman like that. What are you talking about? I never said I wanted to treat her. I just wanted to give her something. Man, you are something else. Here's your drink, sir. Thank you, sweetie. Is there anything else I can do for you? Yes. Can you get me a pillow and then sit on my lap? I'll get you a pillow, sir. But I can't sit on your lap. It would be unfair to all the other people on the plane if I sat on only your lap. I would then have to sit on everyone's lap then, and I don't think the flight is long enough. Do you still want the pillow, sir? Yes, honey. I do. Can you fluff it for me, too? As you wish, sir. Here you go, sir. Would there be anything else? I'll think of something later. My name is Tammy. Just call and I'll answer. I told you that you didn't stand a chance. The flight is not over yet. What are you reading? This article's about football. What's your favorite football team? The Ranchers. No, not Canadian football. Oh, then probably the Packers? No, not that type of football. What, you mean the one where they run around and kick the ball? Football. <laughs> yeah, that type. Oh, I don't know. It's a toss-up between the Manchester I Don't Give a Craps and the London Not a Real Sports Team. Man, you gotta give it a chance. I think that the sport will become the number one sport one day. It can never take over baseball. I don't know. The game's getting pretty long and boring. Hey, Tammy, sweetie? Yes, sir? What can I do for you? What do you think is more popular, baseball or soccer? I really like soccer, sir. Was that all? I guess. Thank you. You are really striking out with her. She was out to lunch. I'm not looking for a relationship anyway. This is your captain speaking. It looks like we are coming into a stretch of some nasty weather. I recommend putting your drinks away and check on your baby Jesus. I hate when weather gets like this. It's a little bumpy, but you know we will be fine. I don't know that we'll be fine. Do me a solid and just chill out, man. I can't chill out, man. Just give me the skinny. The skinny is we will be fine. Just take a chill pill. 
This is your captain speaking. We seem to be coming out of the weather, and we... One of the biggest stories came from 1972 when a plane was carrying Representative Hale Boggs and it vanished one night while flying from Anchorage to Juneau. The disappearance triggered the largest search and rescue missions to date. It involved 40 military aircraft, 50 civilian planes, and covered 325,000 square miles for a total of 3,600 hours of search time. After 39 days of searching and not seeing any signs of wreckage or survivors, the search was finally called off. The good that came out of this is that from the accident, planes were now required to carry emergency locator transmitters. Though it might be easy to write off one or two planes disappearing, it wasn't only one or two planes. Back in the 1950s, a military craft carrying 44 passengers had disappeared without a trace. In 1990, a Cessna carrying a pilot and four passenger vanished. Since 1988, more than 16,000 people have vanished in the Alaskan Triangle. This is more than twice the national average and is just in one state. Some have claimed that avalanches bury the plains or that some crash into a vertical glacier. But what about all the lost hikers, tourists, and residents who weren't flying planes? This is where those theories get a little less, uh, uh, science -y, to say the least. The best explanation could be that Alaska is just claiming the people in all her hidden ice chambers that are actually big enough to, uh, to swallow houses. Don't worry about brushing up on your geography. Our next tale is, well, something a little smaller. <laughs> there is some over here. Oh, these are nice and ripe. Do you think we will be able to get enough? Oh, I think so. There's a bunch over by those trees, too. Oh, good. I can't wait to make these into pies. I'm going to make some jam out of mine. Hmm, I think I want to make some bread and cake. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm sure that Hanta would really like that. Oh, I'm not making it for him. These are for me. Oh, that is just wrong. What? Are you going to give all yours to Scylla? Well, no, but I was going to give him some. Maybe a little bit. Quit <laughs> <laughs> it, you girls. Yes, I'm sure that Amelia will give all hers to Yuda. Yes, I'm planning to. I'm sure that's not all that you give him. Oh, quit it. When is Yuda going to give you a child? The spirits have not granted us a child yet. But we still give our offerings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grow up, you guys. We will soon catch up to the both of you. I'll gladly give you one of mine if you want. I don't think Hansel would even notice. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I want the one the spirits grant me with. I think that these bushes are complete. Let's go over to those over there. Hey, Ava. Did you bring one of your kids? 
No? Why? It looks like one of them is sitting on that stump over there. That does look like one of your kids. That does look like one of mine. I don't see anyone else out here picking berries. It has to be one of yours. Excuse me, little boy? Little boy? Ava, I don't think that's your kid. I think you are right, Amelia. What did he look like? He was a tiny man with a big nose and pointy ears. And he was smoking a pipe. A little man? Where did he go? He must have run off. Let's just go back home and put these berries away. What about the little man? I think Amelia has seen him before. Haven't you, Amelia? Yes, but it was something different. Why did you call him an it? Amelia, was that? Yes. Guys, where did all the berries go? I find it interesting how many stories we hear about the Ichinot match the lore of other cultures around the world. Their appearance and the behaviors they have. Many stories start with hunters looking for their kill, but nothing can ever be found. No tracks, no blood, just gone. Other stories are where people have stories of having rocks come flying from the woods out of nowhere, followed by a fleeting glimpse of a small child-sized shadow in the brush. Some of these encounters are rather amazing to say the least, such as one hunter who claimed that he had one day heard a strange noise, only to follow it and find a portal in the side of the mountain, through which he could see a group of itch not dancing. He claimed that he had only watched them for a moment, but when he got back to his sled, it seemed to have aged in the elements and his game had rotted away. And when he returned home, Oh, it turned out he had been gone for an entire year. Stories are all over the Alaskan frontier. Sometimes they're helpful, but most of the time they're curious and just observe. But at their worst, they have been known to abduct women and children and drag them off never to be seen again. They're normally credited with having superhuman-like strength and a host of supernatural powers such as shape-shifting or, or invisibility, and the power to create confusion in the minds that see them. Now remember, Miska, that you are strong. You may be young, but you are ready to go and beat you. Now go on, little red dog. Go on and grow. Be one with the land. Why are you letting the dog go? So the dog can grow and become one with the land. Become one with land? Like the trees and plants? Yes, my girl. We are all part of the land. Everything has its place. We all provide for each other. Take the bush. It provides berries. And when it dies, it provides warmth for us. But what about the dog? The dog needs to learn the land, how to hunt the land, how to track on the land, how to act around dogs and wolves so it can provide meat and fur. To have a family and raise little ones on its own, it needs to learn its place on the land. But what if dog get hurt or can't find its way home? Then the land will consume the animal. 
This is the way of the land. The way of the land? The land needs consumption. Whether it be flesh or plant, it needs to consume to provide. So more trees and bushes can grow? Yes, the spirits are dependent on the land. They possess all living and non-living things. They even possess you and me. Even the fish in the water? They possess everything that we can see and everything that we cannot see. If we cannot see it, how can it be there? Do you see the wind? No. But it is there, and so is the spirit on the wind. But, little girl, it is time for you to go to sleep. The light is fading. I will learn you the ways of the spirits when the light returns. Yes, Yakoni. Mishka, what are you doing here? And why are you all red? I'm here for you, little girl. Mishka, what do you mean? I have found my purpose on this land, and you are my purpose. Mishka, what are you doing? I'm preparing you. Mishka, stop! No, my precious. I need you to continue my purpose on this land. What is your purpose on this land? To form a bond between man and dog. Mishka, stop! I don't want to be a part of your purpose. The spirits have spoken and chosen you. Mishka, if the spirits have decided, then I am in no position to stop them. You will be honored forever and be forever known as mother. Now, I know that story might have been hard to hear, but according to Alaskan Inuit legend, the Adlet is a bloodthirsty race of canine-like hominids, said to be the offspring of an Inuit woman's unnatural mating with a red dog. The woman later became pregnant and gave birth to ten fur-covered canine-like children. According to the legend, the terrified woman sent five of these children across the sea where they ran wild across the land. The other five remained close to the woman, and they slowly developed into vicious, cannibalistic warriors. Some people link this story to how werewolves started. Now I want to tell you a story, something that all conspiracy theory lovers should enjoy. Have you ever heard about the secret mind control facility <laughs> just admit it we are lost we are not lost we're not lost I'm telling you it's right up here <laughs> you, you said that an hour ago oh wait I, I think I see the antennas I think you were right hold on let me take a picture <laughs> Boy, that sure is a small cell phone. <laughs> How did you get one so small? Mine is so much bigger. I mean, I, I suppose it's a bit smaller. Well, as long as it works, right? I'll have you know that girls seem to like a smaller phone. Oh, as the saying goes, it doesn't matter how small your phone is. As long as it works, right? Hmm, does it work? 
sometimes, I mean, it kind of has a little bit of performance issues. Well, once we get the new service tower, it will work better. I hope so. A cell phone with performance issues is no good. (laughs) But the women like it. I think I see an opening in the fence. Let's go inside and get a closer look. This is a government base. There will be security. We go in quick, and we get out quick. Oh, man. If we get caught, I'm blaming you. We won't get caught. (laughs) That is what you said last time. That wasn't my fault. I didn't see the sign. Oh, yeah. That big one, right? That said private property. Violators will be prosecuted. Quiet. Let's sneak in. Oh, hold on. My jacket is caught. Crap. Ah, crap. Hold on. Hold on. I I got you. Oh, man. This was my good jacket. Oh, shut up. You know you're going to get your mom to sew it back up. Man, let's just go and see what we can see and get out of here. I see some windows. Let's go over there. Yeah, make it quick. This place is big. It might take a while. Uh, Dude, the longer we are here, the more we have a chance of getting caught. We won't get caught. (gasps) Hey, I see something. Let me see. Oh my, what are those? It looks like wires coming from their heads. Yeah, what is going on here? I have no idea. Just hurry up and get some pictures. Yeah, we we need to show these off to people. Matt? Um, Matt? I'm taking them, I'm taking them. Uh, uh, Matt? Oh, look. Jacob, what are you looking at? What the sh- The High Frequency Active Oral Research Program is a controversial U.S. research facility based in Alaska. It investigates the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance. Some people have said that they also do experiments to control people's minds. There's also rumor that one of the mountains in Alaska holds a secret UFO base. It's speculated to house numerous extraterrestrials and UFOs. The sightings began in 1940 and gathered the attention of the FBI. Military personnel have continued to receive multiple reports, and the CIA has even stated that they were aware that the mountains contain UFOs. (laughs) Alaska has its shares of unknown stories. Who knows if we'll ever get the answers we truly need. (laughs) Anyways... I'm off to my next destination. Ugh, this place is too cold. I believe I'll be working for the United Verde Hospital. Maybe I'll see you there. Or maybe somewhere else. <laughs>